So, Tully. What's up? I, y- y- you know this, I am not particularly great, but I'm decent, passable maybe, at uh, doodling. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I personally think if I went and, like, practiced the, the shit out of it, I could maybe put out some quality content. Here's the thing. I think it would be hilarious to do, like, really cringe, um, like, Pokemon OC drawings and just, like, post them <laughs> everywhere. For some reason, that idea is okay. amazing to me. And I think... I, I like like two thousands anime esque like massive platform shoes on the edgy character, but then like they've got a Pokemon and they're like, yeah, I I kill fuckheads, <laughs> like even though it's completely out of the fucking out of the norm for Pokemon, you know, like like those pictures of Buzz Bunny all like dressed up like a pimp and he's got a cigar in his mouth, yeah yeah like that kind of thing, or it's just completely nonsensical to the character at hand. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I'll have, like, a picture of, like, a, a 10-year-old Pokemon trainer, and he's got, he's got a Pikachu, but he's, like, got an eye patch and, like, battle scars, and he, he's, he's, like, flashing a gun at someone. I think that would be so funny. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> but that'll probably never happen. Anyway. If you did, dude, you, those would definitely have to go up on the Twitter, I think. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. That's, that's fucking funny. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome welcome to Call a Save Point, but not for me, where uh, we doodle about Pokemon and and get scared at horror games. I'm your host, Tully Hodgkinson. I'm your co-host, Isaac Clark. So today we are talking about Dead Space, one of the only horror games that I will tolerate. Even tolerate is a um, strong word for the experience we went through this time around. <laughs> Yeah, but, well, okay, to be fair, so just to preface this right off the bat, we thought it would be a good idea to play on hard mode. We both played, like, <laughs> on each death we would swap the controller or whatever, um, and horror, or, no, hard mode was a bad decision. Yep, definitely. Hard mode was, hard mode was a bad call. We were crawling through the game, multiple deaths. Yeah. It was horrible. We hit about... We hit about chapter five, and then, like, our our like decent progress rate we had going hit a pretty tough standstill for a while. But yeah. we got through it. It was thankfully. like brick wall after brick wall. We kept having to like run into rooms with different um, strategies on one health. Everything like hit did like three hundred million damage. It was it was uh not great, but we did it. I will say problem that i had with it is not so much the game itself because dead space on its own had we not played on hard difficulty probably would have been a fantastic time right Mm -hmm. but there is this this problem that shooters had in the early 2000s or the late 2000s even where hard meant like just every enemy is a bullet sponge and can Mm -hmm. laser you like call of duty has this problem with its veteran difficulties like I mean, just any shooter you can think of, like, the hardest difficulty is, it's 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 not hard for the sake of it being challenging, it's hard for the sake of it being unfair. And I think that, like, Dead Space starts to kind of fall into that area a little too much, and at points it was pretty frustrating. 
Yeah, it's pretty much exactly like a, a Call of Duty kind of bullet sponge thing. Except, like, it makes a little more sense because, you know, it's aliens and, like, you don't really know. But, like, in Call of Duty, when you're putting, like, a whole magazine of, like, massive, like, tank-destroying rounds of someone's head and it's not doing anything, like, (laughs) you know, that's pretty much how it was. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It was just, like, after a certain point in, I think, Chapter 11, like... We came, we came pretty close to calling it quits, because it was just, like, it was every, every chapter we came across, there was always one point where we would just die over and over and over again, and it was always because the game, here's the thing, the game didn't give us enough ammo, but it also gave us too much ammo in the Ripper, and the Mm -hmm. Ripper is not the best weapon you want to just have, like, a shit ton of ammo for. Like, the Ripper is good for, like, crowds, like getting a bunch of them off your back um, at once, but also it isn't like your primary, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I feel like we probably, in hindsight, I definitely was like, we probably should have swapped out the Ripper for something else at some point. But yeah, I mean, maybe, we, maybe we could have sold we got it. Through it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely could have. But I don't know. That was just that was our at least experience with with hard mode. I. I try not to let it taint my view on the game just because I understand, like, you know, that this is just what hard mode on in shooters was in that day and age, but... Yeah. Yeah. It, it was what it was. Yeah, I, um... I was gonna say something. Completely forgot. Huh. <laughs> Brain? Worky? No. Well, uh, I guess I'm not actually going to say anything. Um, (laughs) Roll credits. Oh, yeah. No, no. I got to know. After we went through our excruciating experience in hard mode, we went back and uh, watched a playthrough on normal mode, and it was mind-blowing. It was really upsetting to watch uh, the YouTuber we were watching, like, one-hit kill enemies in the later levels. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, it was very upsetting because it was definitely like, you know, a single necromorph took eight plasma round shots just to, just to take down. Yeah. It was like, oh man, this sucks. It really makes you feel bad. Yeah. It did not feel great, but you know, that was, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, hard experience. But I mean, other than that, like the game's great. Like. It definitely knew what it was doing for uh, psychological horror, and it's not all just, like, jump scares. Mm-hmm. So I can I think really appreciate that. The thing that makes me kind of appreciative of Dead Space is it's, like, I think... How do I put this? Like, the thing that draws me to Dead Space is that it's more action horror than it is, like, just straight horror. And the fact that it gives you, like tools to keep yourself alive instead of you know your only option being to just run is i think that's kind of what helps me power through it at least Mm -hmm. you know well then you'd like every single survival horror game but um (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a good parallel to uh outlast the other horror game we've played so far yeah well oh boy yeah, well, I didn't. I also didn't play that one much. <laughs> right, I kind of just. It I was... played like the first. I played the first like twenty minutes and I called it quits. Yeah, it made me too scared. Scary. 
That's all right, though. So what were what were your thoughts on, on the game generally, Declan? Well, I've had uh, a lot of previous experience with Dead Space already. So it was kind of just like going through the game. But to be fair, there was a lot of things I forgot about, like uh, spoilers ahead, like how certain things transpired in certain rooms. It's stuff you can't, like... Um, keep on your brain unless you're like speed running and doing runs over and over but you know um so it it was like a mixture of fresh and new for me so i had quite a bit of fun re revisiting all of the uh the old scares i had but the game really uh drives in that atmosphere right from the beginning you're always like looking around your shoulder and uh the hallways are dark and uh the whole spaceship looks like really gritty and uh it's got a ton of blood everywhere and i think they did a great job uh world building this ship and the disaster that went on it um so yeah i i think that uh the game does great for what it is you know yeah for sure i think you know i think for this being the first Dead Space game, I think, you know, it especially compared to the other two, like two and three, you can kind of see how Dead Space kind of, or at least the first one, kind of carries a much more minimalistic uh, sense, because mm-hmm. the other two definitely feel far more like grandiose. Um, but I think the fact that you're basically confided to this one ship. Like, I mean, that's just any horror game, though, right? Like, usually they make you stick in one building and everything just kind of goes on there. And I think Dead Space, you know, kind of sticks to that as well. But it there's something about it being in space, too. Like, mm-hmm. y- like your, only, your only other option is to go to a planet that is basically exploded and will get you nowhere. Or to stick on the ship and die on it, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. the fact that you truly have no escape like no matter how hard you try i mean obviously you do escape at the end of the game but it's not easy right Mm -hmm. like the fact that like the fact that it is set in space is kind of what really makes it feel like oh god i'm i'm really fucked here i'm i'm in this for the long haul you know yeah i think um to like go off of that uh all in one area thing you were talking about most you're right most horror games really do take place in like a single spot like it 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 like changed up the atmosphere little by little in different locations and i think that was cool but for the most part it looked the same um but if you draw from like other survival horror games like you're you're traveling through an area like resident evil 4 you start in the village and you make it to a castle and then you're in a military island right so like things like move and the evil within you're traveling the whole city even though it's not really the city but you know what i mean um yeah i get you but i think for for what it did uh having only one little space and then a second ship that looks pretty much the same but you know um i think it uh i think it did great and uh every every place is distinctive like when you revisit places when uh they're telling you to like oh man what's her name i can't remember her name 
the uh, the whiny person. Oh, Kendra, I think. Yeah, uh, when she's telling you to go there and then come back, and you see like places that you've seen in the beginning of the game, you're like, oh man, we're here, you know. So that's cool. Yeah, I did kind of think it was cool that, like, certain, like, environmental aspects kind of foreshadow how the rest of the game is going to go. Like, in the medical ward, you kept pointing out the different oxygen uh, replenishing stations around, and you were like, oh, they're going to vent the air out of this at some point in the future. And then, mm -hmm. of course, we returned back to the medical ward, and sure enough, they vent the air, and you have to end up using those. And I, I thought that was kind of cool that, like, like if you if you know what you're looking for it kind of foreshadows like okay you're not like you're gonna be eventually returning to this and it still feels like fresh and new that i kind of appreciated yeah um but like after they do it for like a certain amount of time it's kind of like oh i got the thing now i gotta go back to the uh the tram station and i know there's gonna be things that they're gonna throw at me you know mm -hmm. which is you know it's it's all right but like it it gets you like, like you can already anticipate that you're going to get fucked in the ass, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, something I didn't necessarily enjoy all that much was the, the regenerator sections. It was, oh, yeah. it was kind of just like run away and then eventually lead it to its death, which I mm -hmm. didn't really like, but you know they it's it's different from every other thing so i think that's cool but it's just like tedious mm -hmm. and you have to it's do it kind of reminiscent of like the i can't remember his name but the big guy in resident evil 2 yeah um mr x or something like that yeah that... yeah yeah but he or has like, like an nemesis and resident nemesis yeah like no nemesis is resident evil 3 isn't it yeah but they're like they're all under one thing i can't remember what's name well, I think they're all nemesis I. Gotcha. No, there's some kind of. Okay, whatever. I, I'm I'm the resident Resident Evil expert. I should know this. <laughs> yeah, but it it's kind of reminiscent of like those guys, right? Like, just like obviously there's the normal regular zombies that walk around and you can fuck them up, but you're not touching the big guy, right? And I mm -hmm. think. I think Dead Space tries to do that kind of thing a little bit, but it doesn't. This is kind of one of those areas where it's hard to separate the the fact that we played on hard mode from the rest of the game. Because this area of any of the other ones were so aggressively affected by this. Like, But, you know, I think it's effective to a certain degree, but at a certain point, too... Um, another thing that I think Dead Space kind of starts to falter on is, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't lean, like, it, it starts to lean away from the horror aspect later in the game. Like, it sort of just starts to become, like, an action game more than a horror game. And I think these areas in particular where you have to run away from the big guy who regenerates, like, that's kind of where it starts to, to kick in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, another thing that I kind of disliked was the uh, tentacle sections where he pulls you through. You have to shoot at that. That's another core. area, yeah. But those are definitely areas where it was like, yeah, we really fucked ourselves playing on hard mode. Because those definitely yeah. would have been easier if we were playing on like easier, normal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
I mean, they're they're still kind of annoying, and the fact you have to do it like three times kind of sucks. Yeah, but at least they I I would say they didn't overdo it, but you know I feel like I, it it just it it felt kind of gimmicky, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like you have to like like the aiming is really clunky in those sections too, and you know it's I don't know I didn't necessarily appreciate those either, but. I don't necessarily think they like overstayed their welcome to a degree where I was like, okay, now I'm I'm sick of this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I do think I had to do every single one of those. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff can be just chalked up to us playing on hard mode. So I'm not yeah, I'm not trying to knock the game super hard, but I mean. It was our decision. We dug our own graves. Yeah, we really, we really screwed the pooch with playing on hard mode because it's just, it's just, it's not a good time. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, it really fucks you. Maybe we'll like re- replay this game in a in a couple of years or something and give it a fresh look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No promises though. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think of the characters? all like four of them yeah <laughs> i think um isaac is pretty cool because he, he doesn't talk in this game and uh he's not annoying and uh i think kendra right that's her name um i'm pretty sure un- unless that's the dead space 2 girl <laughs> i don't know no that's i don't know i think kendra is the the woman in dead space 1 she I was annoying so. And she betrays us, so... Yeah, she's a real fucking bitch, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, we um, do nothing but help her the entire game, and then she fucks us over. Like, what the fuck is up with that? We do literally everything while she sits at her computer, like, looking at where to get the stuff, and then we run through the entire thing while she bitches at us about surviving and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then she betrays us. It's like... The game kills off the cool black dude and then sticks us with the bitchy white woman who fucking betrays us. Yeah. But, I mean, then our dead wife comes back and then we recall the shuttle and fuck us all over. Yeah. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. Um, But that that part's cool, though. I mean, the dead wife stuff. It's like, you're hallucinating about it. Isaac's going insane over the course of being on the ship and being close to the marker. Yeah, the 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 stuff with your wife in this game is kind of like that's definitely the strongest point as far as like the psychological horror stuff goes. Mm-hmm. And it even reflects with the other characters around you, right? Like Kendra mentions seeing her her brother like wave at her despite the fact that he's probably nowhere near the ship and like Hammond Hammond starts seeing stuff before he spoiler alert dies. Mm-hmm. And, Gets his leg ripped off. Yeah, right. And I think I think it's just cool that it's not just about, you know, running away from these scary monsters, but it's also, like, your experience with said scary monsters is starting to affect you. Yeah. And, uh, spoiler alert, the reason you know she's not alive is because... Or, well, the, the reason you don't, like, do anything about it is because Isaac never watched the end of the video that he was sent by her. <laughs> yeah. Where she kills herself with a lethal injection. Yeah. You just decided not to watch that part. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, hey, my wife is alive. Guess I should stop the video here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to finish that. Oh, uh, three minutes left? Fuck that. I don't know. But. Yeah, and Hammond's cool. But, um. Freaks out a bit in the, in the earlier parts. Like, has some, like, anger issues going on. And then he mellows out. And then he dies. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel like every character in this game just has some, like, general assholery going on. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, Kendra's just a dick the entire game. Hammond loses his shit, like early in the game which is weird because that's like the least stressful part (laughs) is the beginning when nobody actually knows what's going on yet Mm -hmm. and then towards the end he's like completely lost it and beefs it then there's the crazy cult guy which I thought was hilarious because he's like walking around talking gospel and shit then he records himself dying and becoming uh, one of the necromorphs because he thinks it's God's plan and then you open the door and there he is getting killed and then he just turns into a necromorph and dies by you yeah that that <laughs> stuff was funny. actually kind of cool I think that I was kind really of appreciated funny. I appreciated the fact that like he turns himself into a necromorph and it's all for nothing because you just end up killing him anyway yeah and then there's that other um, doctor guy that wants to take his dead girlfriend away and then dies <laughs> yeah well he wants to he wants to make amends for all the shit he did on the ship right yeah but he died because so. he's part of the reason yeah because fucking kendra kills him because mm-hmm. she's a dumb cunt yeah leaves comes that. back that's and not she nice dies to, that's not nice to say about women and then isaac the sole survivor tries to yeah right tries to drive the space whip out and then his wife uh, yells at him. <laughs> Gives him a good scolding. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, Declan. Yeah, from the His corner wife of the scolds ship. him. Yeah. Says naughty Isaac and then, like, walks out in the ship. Yeah. The ending was... I don't know. I kind of like the ending, actually. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like... Um, what am I thinking of? I don't know. But, like... I think it's just kind of cool, like, the the thing that controls the fucking, like, the big enemy, or the, like, the necromorphs and shit is just this giant ball of, like, meat and goo. Because mm-hmm. the whole game, right, like, there's a bunch of these, like, big motherfuckers that, like, are on the outside of the ship. Like, one of them is blocking, like, a hangar door, or there's the, the one boss fight you have to do, and it's like, where the fuck are these guys coming from? I thought it was just, like... I thought it was just, like, people being turned into these monstrosities. And you're like, there's no way this is made out of people, right? And it turns out the fucking core of this planet you've destroyed is this giant, like, meatball. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It just keeps bringing things out. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of alludes to more of, like, there's more to just this marker that's transforming everybody, right? Like, it's an entire, like, organism that mm-hmm. does this. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool that they did something like that. Like, instead of it just being like a zombie kind of experience, it was like being made. It was like those those things with wings, you know, transforming things. Yeah, the ones that yeah the ones that transform the dead bodies into necromorphs. Yeah, but there's also just actual necromorphs. Which is yeah. weird. I don't know. It's convoluted. 
it's it's kind of it it's a fucking dude the i mean the enemy design in general in this game is fucking fantastic like the necromorph is iconic yeah and uh also the name is pretty like the the name itself is pretty iconic it really lines up with xenomorph though which is you know uh another that's probably what they were going for yeah alien stuff Mm -hmm. i it it definitely has that vibe of like you're ridley and you are now facing like insurmountable odds as far as like this enemy that is like hunting you and trying to kill you right (laughs) did you mean uh ripley yeah you said you said ridley Ridley. I know it. Yeah, I realize that now. <laughs> We're a big space dragon. No, I mean pirate. I mean Rid. I mean Ridley, the giant space pirate dragon, <laughs> is going around and killing necromorphs. We're we're a space pirate that can apparently speak. Yeah, right? which is sick. <laughs> You've been playing too much Metroid. Yeah, I really have. Which is a fantastic game, by the way, but I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about that later. You're going to get some Metroid talk in this episode, just later. Yeah. Um, we actually cut it pretty close with this one. Um, That's true. But that was probably... We, we lollygagged, but I also started up a, a new job during the time that we started this, so um, a lot of stuff has been going on behind the scenes, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just like life, man. (laughs) Not that it's really going to affect future episodes, but you know, stuff happens. Yeah. We only just finished, we're recording this on Halloween and we just finished it like last night. Yeah. Almost this morning. We probably finished, we probably finished it at like midnight. Yeah. Closer to maybe like 1230. Mm Mm-hmm. But we did it. So we cut it. Yeah, we cut it pretty close with this one, but we did it. Against all odds. We'll have to keep an eye on our time management in the future. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta be. We just gotta be better about this stuff. But eh, whatever, it happens. We still, as long keep, as we do it. Yeah, we still keep putting out quality content that everyone around the world enjoys. Because I know everyone listens to this podcast. Yep. Every single person. I don't think we even have all a... Of, uh, all 7 billion people. We don't have a uh, Apple Podcast review yet, except the one I put. So I'm kind of <laughs> hoping someone puts another five star next to mine. It's all right. It's a good start. Yeah. we got to start somewhere. If, yeah. it's, if it's shelling out our own shit, then so be it. 100 out of 100, we are a five star podcast, technically. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, um going back to uh Dead Space. I <laughs> I really liked um how they left bodies around like everywhere that could potentially get up. And you have to stomp everything you see because otherwise they might get up and kill you. So that was I mean, a you certainly didn't highlight. you s- I want to preface with you certainly didn't have to stomp everybody, but you definitely did stomp everybody. I stomped everything, and I told you when you were playing, I said, hey, stomp that body. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make sure. Yeah, well, I remember, like, 
especially when you when I first played this game, like, I don't know, maybe 2010, 2011, like, when you first come across those enemies that turn the dead bodies into necromorph, your, like, first instinct is to go actually now go around and stomp everybody just to make sure that it doesn't, like, it, it has no limbs to come back, right? Like, yeah. That, like, that's another aspect of this game that just, like, you know, that kind of thing sticks with you. Like, you don't necessarily remember why you have to stomp all the bodies, but you're gonna do it anyway, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> I was extra cautious. Even people that were, like, alive ten seconds ago and then fell on yeah. the floor, I was like, well, gotta stomp you now. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no limbs for you anymore. Yeah. You're dead anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> And there's there there be people like hanging outside of like the, um, outside of the map, that are just like laying in like a broken piece of the ship that I would still shoot. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Like places where literally no enemy would possibly be able to get to, but here you are making sure they have no limbs to come back. Yeah, I was really cautious about that. And the <laughs> reason being later in the beginning it was just stomping, but the reason being later there's a pile of bodies. That I was like, oh, I'll go stomp that in a second. And you saw it moving, and I didn't because I was looking at something else. And I walked up, and it came out, and I, like, threw the controller. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, that's because there was a necromorph in the pile of bodies. Yeah, that and one I, I get. I saw, but... I saw its, like, sword arm, and I was like, oh, yeah, you should be fine. Like, fully knowing that it would scare you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was completely worth it. Man, like they they knew what they were doing with the uh, with the um, blatant just jump scare stuff. It's not like it's not contrived like pictures, except for maybe your wife at the end, but that still got us. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the necromorph like jumping out of the vent scare kind of wears off at a certain point. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, and it happens pretty early, too, unfortunately, but I think the game, like, tries its hardest to kind of keep it fresh, but like I said earlier, it just kind of, it starts to drift away from the horror aspect, whether that's, like, you know, you're just used to the jump scares or because it focuses on it less, um, but I, I don't know, like, it's not, it's not necessarily terrible where it's, like, it makes you, like, roll your eyes every time another jump scare happens, but... You know, it gets to be it gets to be a little much toward the end of the game. Yeah, I think some of my favorite like scary stuff that happens in game is like when you hear like the necromorph noise, like the <laughs> stuff, and then there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Or like when you open a door to see a necromorph jump into a vent, and then there's no enemy. It never comes for yeah. you. Yeah. But you're like on your toes. One of the scares that sticks out for me was, like, you're just going down an elevator, and then all of a sudden you just hear, like, an ear-piercing woman's scream, and, like, nothing comes of it. Like, it's just, like, it's just a scream that happens, and then, like, nothing happens after that, but it was just so nerve-wracking. It was like, okay, that was, like, weird and came out of fucking nowhere. Like, it's that stuff, right? Like, the stuff you don't expect that scares you. Yeah, and then, like... Um, I remember we were in an elevator once and I heard like the faintest noise. I was like, dude, what is that? Is that Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? <laughs> and it was. Yeah. It was dude. just like the quietest sound ever mm-hmm. in the elevator. I forgot about that though. 
because there's like one of the trailers for Dead Space is like this really creepy rendition of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. That was like in one of the trailers. So I think that's where that comes from. Nice. Yeah. Just like that trailer used to freak me the fuck out as a kid. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. It's a pretty great trailer, actually, but it's fucking scary. You know what? Uh, trailer always scared me as a kid. What? The Bioshock one. That one is freaky, too. Because um, I, I was sitting in my basement when I saw it at my uh, dad's old house. And in, in the basement, there's this uh, crawl space, but it's just like an opening in the bricks. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um when I saw that, I always imagined, like, the glowing eyes from the Little Sisters in there, and I was, like, scared, but, you know. <laughs> we were talking to my dad about uh, Dead Space yesterday, and he was telling us that, like, Dead Space and Bioshock were, like, the two games that stick out to him as, like, games that actually unnerved him. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's a good game, too. I'm sure we'll cover yeah. it eventually. I mean, we put it on our greatest of all time list. I feel like we can't not cover it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we definitely have to talk. There's so many games that I want to cover. I just don't know when to do them, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we'll, we'll probably hit, like, a lot of the gaming market at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the other thing, too, is, like, there's not really much of a slapper cap we can do for this game, huh? Except for loud horn noises and violins. Yeah, it's like... I mean, it's just like your generic fucking horror, like, high-pitched violins and loud horns. Like, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not really anything. I mean, I guess it's just mid-range then. <laughs> yeah. What was that, our nap? But we're not really sleeping on it though, because there's nothing to sleep on. Right. I don't know. It's not. I don't. I would say there's not much of a soundtrack there to Slapper Cap, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if there was music, I bet it was good. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, whatever. We can't really do much about that one. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Not all. I mean, it's like the. It's like Arkham Asylum, right? Like, the focus of the game isn't really meant to be the soundtrack. It's, like, the atmosphere of the game and the gameplay itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Not every game needs to have, like, this sweeping orchestral <clears throat> masterpiece. Right. Not everyone is uh, Square Enix. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think Dead Space is a great example of that, right? Because, you know, despite the fact that it doesn't have, like, this super memorable soundtrack, like... The game, like the game, really sticks with you. Like I, I feel like we've been kind of lacking on the game a bit this episode, but I, I can't understate like actually just how much I enjoy this game. Yeah, I mean, for like, the soundtracks were replaced by like ambience and um, uh, like whispers and stuff, and I mean, it's it's definitely sets the mood. Yeah, cause like, a horror game doesn't necessarily need like a super great soundtrack either. It needs like. You know, the the silence is sometimes more effective than the music is, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, if you have, like, a fucking Final Fantasy VII battle theme playing and then all of a sudden the jump scare comes at you, like, it's gonna, it's gonna probably laugh. gonna not be, yeah, it's not gonna be as effective as it would be if you're just, like, walking through a hall, like, a dark hallway in silence and the only 
like noise you can hear is like the creaking of the ship around you and like the whispers in your head as you're starting to like slowly lose your mind and then all of a sudden a necromorph jumps at at you that's what that's what truly makes horror in dead space effective fight on starts playing (laughs) yeah right that'd be funny though i think i'd actually laugh (laughs) yeah that's that's about all i got i think yeah me too that's that's weird um it's like it's it's hard to really do this game justice when um we played it in kind of an a, a biased setting you know like yeah like when you're playing on hard mode that's your experience and i haven't played it in a while so like it was it was difficult and like seeing an easy mode or a normal mode playthrough and watching their limbs get cut off in one shot um like it it kind of made me upset but <laughs> yeah it's it's hard to talk about something when you know it's good but you, you had so much frustration with it during the game yeah i definitely agree there although i will say the weapons in this game are fucking awesome i feel like we should at least mention that like if the mm. weapons in this game feel really really good to use yeah, they feel like actual weapons and not like, uh, what, not, not like a stick that shoots uh, rocks, you know. <laughs> yeah, like when you when you cut off a like a necromorph's limb, like you really you really feel like you actually did something. Like even a mm-hmm. like even like a small gun like the plasma cutter, which is just meant to be like your starting pistol and probably not necessarily something you carry through the entire game. Like that gun has some heft to it, Whoa, and you really feel on. it. Whoa. Don't you know horror game, a survival horror game meta? No. Upgrade the pistol to the like max, and it shreds. Three in my entire life. Okay, if you say so, dude. You know every, more than I do. In every single survival horror game, the pistol is the goat. You get the most ammo for it, and uh, if you upgrade it all the way, it can do up to like three hundred times damage usually, and it just like melts through things. I can assure you, Declan, we did not get the most ammo for our starting pistol in this game well that's because we were playing on hard and it like decreases the, <laughs> the ammo count and they were like oh here's ripper rounds i was gonna say it didn't feel like that it decreased the amount of ammo we get it just feels like it decreased the amount of ammo we get in proportion to ripper blades yeah but i assure you any other game <laughs> and pistol shreds all right i'll take your word for it okay but I mean, yeah, the the weapons felt great, and uh, they they actually felt like they had heft. Like yeah, for sure. Like when you shot, there was like kickback, and like you know, mm-hmm. it was nice. Yeah, if anything, like the game has some like the controls are like a tad clunky. I would say like Isaac's walking doesn't always feel like fantastic, but I think one of the things that I kept thinking about was it. It kind of reminds me of like. Resident Evil 4, like, um, it's not the exact same where, you know, when you aim, you have to stop walking and then aim your gun and point where you need to, but Mm. it kind of, it retains some of that a little bit because Isaac slows down to such a slow speed that you might as well not move at all. Right. So I think it does a pretty good job of retaining some of that. Yeah. I mean, like, actually, like we were talking the other day while we were playing, um, the clunk makes sense because um, Isaac is just like a maintenance dude. He doesn't have any, like combat training. So yeah, that's right. 
if if you're in that situation and you've never held like a gun before and killed things, you're not gonna have one hundred percent accuracy and be able to like do flips while shooting bullets directly through their like temple, you know. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to be like slow and uh, not like flying everywhere, you know. You know what I mean? Not like being able to hit every single shot with ease. Yeah, for sure. So, that's just my thoughts, though. Yeah, well, I I also that was last night we had that conversation. I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, right. that's pretty much all I have to say about that. If you want to talk about Metroid, go for it. I would love to talk about Metroid, Declan, because... Just don't spoil Met- it for me. <laughs> I won't spoil it, but Metroid Dread is a fucking blast. This game is so fucking good. I, so, to preface, I have little to no experience with Metroid games. I have had, I have played Hollow Knight, and that's about all the experience I have with Metroidvanias as a genre. Hmm. So, you know, Metroid Dread is my first, like, full-fledged Metroid game. Like, main series Metroid game. And it is so much fun. Like, all the different power-ups you get are incredibly fun to use. And, like, the sense of exploration that you feel, like... You can definitely tell there's, like, a very specific route you have to take in order to get through the game, but the game gives you also so much agency to just, like, explore and find, like, whatever little upgrades you can, and the bosses are all super fun, too. Like, Declan, you you watched me fight a couple of them. Like, they're all, like, very unique, and they, they retain a level of difficulty that is necessary in a game like this. Like, they're not so hard that you want to just throw away your controller and quit like Mm. it's the opposite of it's the opposite of dead space on hard mode right like where where dead space on hard mode is hard for the sake of being inconvenient metroid dread is difficult for the sake of being challenging and Mm -hmm. i think it does a very good job of um retaining that it's more skill based yeah exactly but that's kind of like every Metroidvania. I have a lot more experience with uh, those types of games. Like I played a bunch of the Castlevania games, and I played uh, Super Metroid and and Hollow Knight as well, which is a good game. We should cover it eventually. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I love the progression system, and that's why I'm, I'm excited to play Metroid Dread. I just don't know when I'm going to get around to it. It's. I mean, it's a ton of fun. I'm. It definitely makes me want to go back and play some of the older Metroid games. De- mm-hmm. Like, for sure, Super Metroid, you know, because everyone says Super Metroid is the best one. Yeah. But, like, I've got this SNES Classic. I'm pretty sure Super Metroid's on it if you want to play it. Well, Super Metroid is also on the, um, the, Switch, oh, the Switch, too. It's in the, like, the online or whatever. Yeah. And okay. I own a copy of it on the SNES, so. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. But, like... Declan, I know you and I were talking early on, like, you would sit down and kind of watch me play Metroid for a bit, and I know you and I were kind of talking, like, the controls feel a little clunky, but the more you play, you actually get used to them, and you kind of, like, you kind of start to figure out the flow of everything, and everything Mm kind of starts to move much more smoothly. Like, I'm, like, I think I'm on the final boss right now. I, I have, like, little to no trouble with the controls at this point. Yeah, from what I saw, it was just the, like, the aiming, kind of. 
uh, like yeah it kind of like snaps around which mm-hmm. even that i would say the... you get used to yeah i mean it, it looks like it'd be fine just like a small gripe but it's yeah you, i mean all games are gonna have something like that you know mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, it. I. I mean, I didn't really want to talk on it a ton because I didn't want to make it take up like ninety percent of the episode. But I just, I just wanted to say, like, I'm, I'm having a fucking blast with this game. It's a ton of fun. I'm happy. I'm, I'm excited to play it myself. But yeah, I don't know when that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just wait and we'll play for the show. Yeah, maybe. I don't know something, but. All right, but that's all I. That's all I really had to say on that. All right, well, um, I'll get into a, a very quick um, Pumpkin Patch V1.1. Uh, I didn't really have a lot of time, like I said, to play more games, but I popped into uh, Phasmophobia for a bit. and um, Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, we didn't really have an amazing time because one of the people we were playing with didn't have the best uh, specs on their computer and they were glitching around but uh, mm-hmm. point of the story they just did like three major updates before I jumped in and everything was super disorienting and I don't really know how the game works that much anymore <laughs> so it was what like what kind of stuff did they change so remember when we used to play and it was like you'd have to take the thermometer to finally give us room and stuff mm-hmm. all the textures look way different um, oh. when you're like good, different, or just yeah, like different. They, they they look better. They look like um not Unity rips. So <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. Um, the game's a lot darker. Uh, they've added a bunch of weather elements. Um, there's a new map map which is a, like a campsite, and you can like open and close tents and go inside them. Um, uh, which is Ooh, cool. That sounds cool. Yeah, and uh, the ghosts, there's, like, the difficulties completely overhauled. So, like, um, on, like, the harder difficulties, ghosts can change their um, rooms. Like, oh, shit. Like, mid-game, mid, mid game. they can, like, swap around to other places. And uh-huh. uh, they can hunt um, for a lot longer. And no one's guaranteed to die, but... Um, during the hunt, like it used to be, like if there was a hunt, you're pretty much dead. <laughs> but um, this one, they like start from their rooms and like make their way to you, and uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I think um, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about about it. Uh, oh yeah, there's like four new ghosts and a bunch of new items, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean. It's it's a lot different. Like, it it's basically not even the same game at this point. That sounds cool. It it kind of makes me want to hop back into Phasmophobia. We'll have to get like a crew together and play at some point. Yeah. Um, oh, also, when you're being hunted, you remember how like the the mics go completely out back then? Oh yeah. Um, instead, the mics partially work, so you can hear bits and pieces of what someone's trying to say. Which is pretty oh cool, God. I think. So like, that's scary. Like when I was being hunted, um, 
someone was in the van trying to tell me the 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 level and i just heard like and i was like oh my god like this is way cooler than just hearing nothing through the static yeah for sure yeah that sounds cool but yeah so that's all i really did so um sorry for the lackluster pumpkin patch i'm sure next year will be better but (laughs) do the do the the player characters still bend at the hip yeah yeah they do completely unrealistic proportions okay good i'm I'm glad they didn't get rid of that yeah um it's it's uh it's it's way different and i i like it i like it a lot cool a lot more interesting you and i you and i'll have to hop in at some point and play that that'll be fun but that's all i got for that um yeah i think that'll be that'll be the episode i suppose we should uh plug our shit now huh yeah and uh the next game Did oh yeah that's right that? uh, i forgot i forgot yeah i forgot that aspect of our show yeah um so it's my turn and uh i've been doing a lot of thinking about it i am not sure how we are going to do this since it's a ps4 exclusive and my playstation's out there and i want to play it on that tv um, okay but we're gonna be playing spider-man ps4 the first one. Oh, nice i'm so, actually excited i i've been wanting to play this for a while now yeah i've been seeing wait have you never actually like beaten it no i i maybe played the first opening hours and i've never really dude what it it's that. good it's so I know, good. that's what I've heard, but I just never got around to finishing it. I've been seeing a lot of, like, Spider-Man Miles Morales, like, clips on TikTok, and mm. uh, it makes me really want to play it, so I'm pretty jazzed. Yeah, that's... I'm excited, for sure. But yeah, that's that. Alright, so now we plug our shit. Yep. Alright, so... Uh, we didn't have any listener questions for this episode, but if you would like to send one in, uh, you can send one to our email, which is callasavepointpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Twitter you can follow where we post, you know, updates or, um, you know, just, just casual, maybe, maybe some, some Pokemon fan work, uh, fan art, I mean, if you're into that. Um, and that is at call a save point. Um, and then we would also appreciate it if you could go to Apple podcasts and drop a rating. It helps, you know, spread the show and get it out to more, more people so we can keep creating content. Yeah. Um, uh, please make it so I'm not the only person with a uh, rating on Apple podcast. <laughs> I beg you. It looks weird. <laughs> yeah. That we would appreciate that. But yeah. I mean, do whatever you want. Put one star. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Hold on. Uh, before, should we... So your uncle, are we yep. doing the 22nd of November? Yep, 22nd. Okay, so we can probably announce that then. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be having my uh, uncle on for uh, the next uh, quick save. And we're going to be talking about... Should we announce that? Yeah, might as well. We're going to be talking about um, moral systems and uh, dialogue options that change based on that. Um, And uh, philosophy in gaming, because he's a philosophy major. Yeah, and that'll go up on November 22nd. 
Yep. So, so mark your calendars. Take yeah. your days off of work. Prepare. You know, the usual. Get ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, November 22nd is when we're doing the next quick save. Yeah. So, uh, you know, shit your britches and stuff when that comes out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm I talking mean, about. I guess you could if you if you really do get so excited for this episode that you shit yourself. I mean, tweet it at us. Yeah. Not the shit. Don't take a picture of the shit and send that to us. But let us know that you shit yourself. You should put um, the shit in, in a Ziploc bag. Episode. Send it to our PO box so I can have a sample. No. <laughs> Please don't. Don't. I, I think it's like illegal to do that. What is it? It might be illegal to yeah, send, to send shit. shit. That might actually, yeah, don't do that. That's a. I, I'm I, pretty I, sure that's considered a biohazard and has to be sealed properly. <laughs> and putting it in a Ziploc bag is definitely not sealing shit properly. Well, just hide it. Put it in between two pieces of bread. <laughs> why is it? In, why bread? It's a sandwich. Oh. I'm kidding. Don't actually do that. I don't want to try your shit. And I don't want to see listen. It. We don't have a PO box. We don't. I was gonna say we don't have a PO box, but there are people who listen to the show that know our address. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna get <laughs> so... one of those like dog shit in a bag at our front front uh, door. Yeah, they're gonna set it on fire like fucking yeah. Billy Madison. Yep. Please do not. Please do not send shit, human or otherwise, to our address. <laughs> I would be greatly appreciative if you did not do that. And if you're like someone we know, please don't go into your backyard and um, smash shit with your bare hands. Uh, if you know who I'm talking about, you know who you I are. don't know who you're talking about. You don't remember <laughs> the, uh, the the squeezing thing, like the the squeezing meme. You <laughs> and of yeah, I remember now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna name drop you, but you you know who you are. You yeah. Sick fuck. <laughs> I, I forgot. I I blocked that out of my brain. I remember. I remember for you because I didn't have to see it. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's the show. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. <laughs>